I want to share with you a beautiful idea on this week's Parsha, Parsha Svayigash, from the Sfas Emes, Rabbi Yehuda Arya Leib Alter, the Ger Rebbe, from Poland, the town of Ger near Warsaw, who lived about a hundred years ago. And um, I've said this piece over in the past because it's it's very, very foundational. Uh, just a quick recap of where we are in the Parsha. Yosef is, has, was sold into Egypt, into slavery in Egypt by his brothers. He went through a whole bunch of different challenges and ended up becoming the Viceroy, second under Paro himself. And it's a year of famine in the whole region. And Egypt, because of Yosef's interpretation of Paro's dreams, Egypt stored away grain, and now all the countries are coming to buy grain from the Middle East. Yosef's brothers come down to Egypt and recognize him. Yosef comes up with a whole scheme in order to test whether or not their hearts have changed towards him or really towards his brother, Benjamin, to see if they're jealous towards Benjamin, also to see if they would put themselves at risk, if they would sacrifice themselves in order to save Benjamin, Yosef's full brother. And we're finally at the apex of that whole scheme. Yosef is threatening to keep Benjamin as a slave, and he wants to see how they respond. And now Yehuda, the leader by default of the brothers, approaches Yosef to plead that he be taken as a slave in place of Benjamin. And this is finally the message that Yosef wanted to see. He's, he can't hold himself back anymore. He sees that his brothers indeed have changed, and he reveals himself in front of his brothers. The person that they thought was this evil Egyptian who was tormenting them turns out to be none other than their, their actual brother. And not only that, but their brother, who they're afraid must be harboring all sorts of hatred towards them, turns out to, to reveal to them that he has forgiven them completely for what they did to him. So let's see what the Svasamis teaches us on this incredibly dramatic story, which to me always brings me to emotion whenever we read it in shul every year. When Yosef finally reveals himself, it's like the ultimate turnaround, the ultimate uh you know, a surprise ending. I actually think it would make an incredible movie, although it's been made in Broadway, Joseph's, Joseph's in a Technicolor dream coat. I think it would make an amazing drama. Um, someday I might write the screenplay. It's really one of the greatest stories ever told, but there's actually also incredible uh, spiritual secrets being told over here. V'yigash alav Yehuda, and Yehuda approached Yosef. What is Yehuda? The name Yehuda is the name of every Jew. It's the word Judah is the name that the Jew, we're called Jews because of Yehuda. But the word Yehuda really comes from the word Hoda, which means to give thanks, to admit something or to give thanks. The two words in Hebrew, Hoda, Hisvadot, to confess, to admit, to give thanks is the root of what it means to be a Jew. Who call Ish Yisrael, that is the source of every Jew, is the, the one who gives thanks. To admit the truth, to admit reality means to recognize the debt that we owe to another or in all areas to God. Shemati me'adoni zekeni marein of Rabbeinu. I heard from my father, the Chedusha Arim, the greatest rabbis in, in Poland, 
שנקרא יהודים על שם שמודים להשם בצורך על כל דבר קטן וגודל שיודעים שהלכו ממנו. We are called Jews because we admit and we give thanks to God for everything great and small. And we recognize that everything comes from Him. And through this we are able to come close. Ve'yigash means to come close. Yehuda came close to Yosef. Ve'ze eitze b'chol shah says the Svas Emes, this is advice in every moment of suffering, of constriction, of darkness in our life. How do we come close to God? How do we get through hard times? To give ourselves over completely to God's will by recognizing that in that darkness is God's will to ultimately do good for us. That though hard times seem hard, the reality is, is that there is light inside that darkness. And how do we reveal the light in the darkness? By thanking God. Thanking God for the challenges, recognizing that they're for our benefit. Ultimately, what does a parent want for a child? Not that the child should be happy, that the child should achieve their full potential. Of course, our parents want us to be happy, but they recognize that true happiness comes from pushing ourselves to become great. Right? Somebody once said, why would God make us suffer if he loves us and wants us to be happy? The answer is, is that parents make their children suffer all the time. We make our children suffer by making them go to sleep on time. We make our children suffer by eating healthy food and taking vitamins. We make our children suffer by bathing Sometimes we have to make our children suffer by going to the doctor and getting a shot. We, If a parent doesn't make their children suffer, they hate their child. Because if you really love your child, you force them to do things they might not recognize are good for them, but that you ultimately, who have a bigger, broader perspective, recognizes ultimately for their good. So he continues that... Yosef, coming close to Yosef. Who's Yosef? Yosef represents the inner, in Kabbalah, the inner most part of a person. And that refers to the inner part of God as well. That when a person recognizes that that which is your, your affliction, right? Yosef represented the the enemy at this moment. Yehuda thought that this was his enemy, his oppressor. But really, who is it? It's his brother. So when a person approaches God by recognizing, giving thanks that everything is from him, then suddenly you reveal that the innermost part of that which is afflicting you is actually your brother. It's God who has your best interests in mind. Kilo hosif babakasha zu raksha chazer kol devarm la'atzmo that by recognizing it comes from God, you reveal the inner desire of that thing, which is, of whatever's happening to you, which is from God, which is for your benefit out of love. And then Yosef is not able to hold himself back, and he has to reveal himself. So Shabbos, he continues, Shabbos is the, the inner point of the week. 
It's the seventh dimension, right? The week is made up of six sides of a cube. Shabbos is the inner space that binds together the week. On Shabbos, we have a chance to connect to a little bit deeper part of ourselves, connect to our soul, connect to each other, connect to God in a deeper way. Because on Shabbos, the inner reality is revealed. How do we reveal that on Shabbos? When we start in, get in, go into Shabbos by being thankful for everything we went through during the week on the good and on the bad. And this is what the Arizal explains, the name Yehuda. What is the name Yehuda? Yehuda is made up of the letters yud Hey vav Hey, God's name, that are surrounding the letter Dalit. Dalit has to do with the four directions of the world. Says the the Arizal that it also refers to the name Adonai, which is re- refers to God's hiddenness in this world. And our goal is that what's known as the Shekhinah, the divine presence of God. And that's really what we're celebrating on Shabbos, the inner, inner presence of God within the world, God who's hidden in the world, and connecting God who's in the world with God who's beyond the world. And the goal is that God's name and his presence, God and his presence should be one. That's what we say. That God and his name should be united. The name of God refers to God's reflection, his brand, his 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 presence on earth with the reality of the oneness of God beyond this world. So, our job is to unite the two. How do we do that? How do we unite God in this world with God that's beyond this world? Is through giving up of our own will and recognizing that everything that happens to us is God's will and that there's good hidden in every experience. That, I believe, is the message that the Swasemis is trying to share with us. And the Rebbe ends by quoting the Medrash. The Medrash says that this story of Yosef revealing himself to the brothers is a manifestation, a representation of the experience we're going to have when we arrive in the next world. What's the experience when we get to the next world? On the next world, we're going to be shown an image of all of the experiences of our life. And we're going to experience an incredible embarrassment. The embarrassment is seeing the disconnect between the truth and the way we lived our life. That's incredibly embarrassing. But there's more than that. We're going to be also shown all the hard times in our life, the times when we felt alone, and we'll be shown that all those moments were actually were moments when God was with us in the deepest way. There's a famous poem called Footsteps, American poem that talks about walking along the footstep, the, the beach of your life. And you see the footsteps of all the moments in your life. And you see footsteps next to you. And you say, I see, God, that you were walking beside me all the times in my life. But during the hardest moments of my life, I only see one set of footsteps. Where were you, God? Why did you abandon me during those hard times? And God says, no, no. Those footsteps that you're seeing, those were mine. I was carrying you during those hardest times. There's a story of a Hasidic Rebbe. 
who said that when he passes away, he's going to force the Mashiach, the Messiah, to come. And finally that day came and he passed away and no Messiah. So one of his closest friends, another Hasidic Rebbe, Master, uh, did a special um, meditation that enables you to elevate your soul during sleep. And he approached the upper worlds in his sleep. His soul left his body and he met with this Rebbe and he said, what happened? You said you were going to bring the Mashiach. He said, I know I said that. Because in this world, all I saw was the suffering. It looked like we've been through so much as a people and through 2,000 years of oppression, exile from our home, persecution. And all I wanted was for the Messiah to come to end all that suffering. But when I got up here, I saw there is no suffering. When I got up to the world of truth, I saw that everything that happened in history was exactly the way it was supposed to be. From the national holocausts of human suffering to the personal moments of suffering, down to the very little things that happened to you. I saw that it was all part of the master plan, and I said, Mashiach will come when Mashiach is supposed to come. We can't bring that a moment earlier because every moment of history is planned. It's all part of a master plan. So that's the experience that the brothers experienced at that moment. All the suffering that they'd been through over the past several months by this Egyptian oppressor was all orchestrated for their benefit. That's the experience we're all going to have when we get to the next world. I want to wish you all a beautiful Shabbos of connection to your true self, to your deeper self, to each other, and to the Creator.